Hi guys, um, I already actually recorded this episode, but after I recorded it, I went to yoga and they read something during yoga that really, really just like hit me between the eyes. So I'm going to share it with you today. Um, this is just an addendum to the episode and then after I share this poem, we will get to it. Um, this is called She Let Go by Reverend Sapphire Rose. She let go. Without a thought or a word, she let go. She let go of the fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons. Wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry, she just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all of the memories that held her back. She let go of all of the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all of the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date in her day timer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It was what it was, and it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her hair, and the sun and the moon shone forevermore. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. Welcome, welcome. We have another exciting episode today. This is the second Cooking with Al Pal. Um, if you haven't checked out the first one, basically, or if you're new here, basically what I do is I take a couple of recipes that we are loving and I break it down for you. I share the ingredients and I share the basic step-by-steps, but I also include some things that I did or things that I learned by making this um, recipe. I also talked in the last one about um, just really debunking like the insecurity or maybe the intimidation of recipes. A lot of times recipes are called certain things or call for ingredients that you've never used and that can feel very intimidating. So I really just want it to be fun and easy and who cares if you mess up? Who cares if you don't have the ingredients? Just do the best you can. Use what you have and stir it as much as you want is what I say. So this is the second one of those. We have some really good recipes. I'm so excited that follows around the corner. This is my favorite season and my favorite food. So I'm excited to share some good fall recipes in the coming weeks. 
I also always share a few things that I'm loving at the end of the episode, um, just to help spread the love. And I also want to hear things that you're loving. I mentioned this at the end, but um, if you do any of these things or cook anything or find things that you love or also love what I shared, please let me know. I would love to interact with you guys. Um, Mostly I'm on Instagram at Be Nourished Podcast. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me there as well. But Instagram is really where it's at for me. This is also an exciting episode because we are announcing the winner of the giveaway we did on Instagram. We gave away this awesome print. My friend Shelby hand-lettered a print um, with a quote by Joanna Gaines that I'm loving right now. And we also gave away a Target gift card, which is my love language, and an awesome necklace that Shelby created. So... We're going to announce the winner of the giveaway on here. We're planning to do more giveaways, so um, stay tuned for that because we want to spread the nourishment for real. I know a lot of times people do giveaways or ads and things like that, but our heart is to spread nourishment, and what better way than with an awesome print, an awesome Target card, and an awesome necklace. So we're going to share that winner today, but first, dessert. Okay, so I'm going to start with, um, I always start with desserts because why not? Desserts are the best part of a meal. But this is sort of a drink and a dessert mixed in one. You could certainly make it that way. There's my puppy. She is uh, really excited right now. So I love a good dirty chai latte. That's what I'm going to tell you how to make. It's becoming fall here. It's still a little warm, but we're getting there, y'all. And I could not love it more. Fall is my favorite season. So I, you know, I like a good pumpkin spice like once or twice. I, I can't drink it a lot, but I like all the fall flavors. And this is a good one for that. So if you don't like coffee, you can just leave it as a tea. That's totally fine. If you don't know, if you're not familiar with chai tea, it's basically a black tea and it has ginger, cinnamon, black pepper, cardamom, cloves, and star anise, just to be really fancy. And those are all very fall oriented flavors. You find that in a lot of um, ciders or in casseroles or pies or things like that for the fall. So they're very warm flavors. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna heat up the just right amount of milk that you need. So if you're drinking it out of a mug, fill up your mug about 70%, 80%, depending on how much milk you want. And then you're gonna put that in a stove top. Now, if you don't like or cannot have um, regular milk, blue, calm it down. If you can't have regular milk, um, this is gonna be a little bit of a situation for you because Like coconut milk and almond milk is not going to taste the same. It's also not going to heat up the same. Something that makes this drink good is the fact that regular milk um, is thicker and it makes it frothier. So if you don't drink regular milk, consider getting lactate milk um, or consider a different drink. I'm not sure. You could totally do it with coconut and almond. I just think it's going to change the flavor components, but it's not going to be terrible. So don't even worry about it. So anywho, you're going to heat up your milk over a stovetop. I would suggest the stovetop because you're going to need to put your tea bags in it as well as your maple syrup and stuff. So it does need to heat up. It's not the same doing it in a microwave. Put your milk in and then you're going to put in some cinnamon, some maple syrup, and some vanilla extract. Now, I don't measure things. I just, I don't want to deal with it, so I don't. But I would say a good healthy tablespoon of all three, maybe a little less of the cinnamon. Um, That would be intense because there's already some cinnamon in the chai tea. So, anywho, you're going to add that stuff into your milk, let it get nice and melted and all mixed together, and then you're going to put your tea bag in. I use one tea bag per serving, so if I'm just going to do, like, a serving for myself, I'll do one tea bag. If I'm making it for my husband and I, I'll do two. And I will say, 
The I just went to Walmart and got the Tazo chai tea box. Um, you can buy like a big thing of chai tea off of Amazon or something like that, but you are going to need a tea bag to put it in. So I just went and got it at Walmart and it is not um, as packed with flavor as I thought it would be. So I would potentially use two bags just for me. You can play around with this and see how spicy you like it. Um, so anywho, put your tea bags in, let that sit for I don't know, three to five minutes, whatever you think, until you're gonna notice that the milk starts to become more of a um, brown color. That means the tea is getting in there. And so then you're gonna do all that. And then in the meantime, if you want coffee, make your shot of espresso. Now I will say there was a day where I just didn't wanna deal with the espresso machine. So I just made drip coffee. It worked fine, but it does not taste the same. It's just a little bit different. Um, and I do think my coffee might've been flavored. So anyway, you can do drip coffee if you don't have an espresso machine, but I would recommend doing a shot of espresso if you can. So make that while you're waiting for the milk and the tea and then just combine them. And if you have a little tiny handheld milk frother, I got mine off of Amazon for probably $6. Um, it just helps blend everything together. It is obviously not required. You can just use a delightful spoon, but if you have one, all the better and you know if you're feeling fancy top it with some whipped cream and a little a little slice of cinnamon there you know what I mean it's gonna be cute and if you're serving it for others certainly do that but really it, it reminds me of fall in a cup it's so tasty one of my favorite go-to's and if I have time in the morning this is the drink I'm gonna make okay moving right along I'm gonna talk about banana pudding now here's the thing I am a texture person so weird textures bother me or if I feel like things are too mushy or if there's not the right combination of textures it all just kind of gets under my skin that's kind of how I felt about banana pudding I just could not understand how banana pudding was going to be a delight because if you don't get bananas exactly right they're mushy and a lot of what goes into banana pudding is like whipped cream and condensed milk and things that end up being mushy and then you've got your vanilla wafers in there which have a nice crunch, but get soggy fast. So banana pudding is a little particular, and I will say if you do not eat this immediately, banana pudding really does not save well because the bananas turn brown and the vanilla wafers get mushy, and I'm just not here for that. So make sure you eat it immediately or serve it to a crowd immediately, and it is best served chilled. A lot of desserts are best served warm or they're okay at room temperature. Not so with banana pudding. It has to be exactly right. Okay, so this recipe has all the best ingredients. We've got cream cheese, sweetened condensed milk, instant vanilla pudding, emphasis on the instant, y'all. And then you can homemade your whipped cream, which is not hard, or you can um, just buy it, because, you know, who has time? And then you're gonna get some vanilla wafers and then bananas, and that is it. It is so easy and so tasty, and I love the combination of the crunchy vanilla wafers with the soft bananas, but you know, and I'm sure you guys know this, but just in case you don't, bananas, if they're green, they're going to be not ready to eat, so they're going to taste like tangy and weird, but if you want a nice solid banana, you're going to want to get it when it's green, and then within a day or two, it'll be ready for you. If you like your bananas mushy and just like... I don't know why you would, but like live every dream. I don't know. But if you want a mushy banana, you're going to wait till it's almost brown spotted. Um, so for this recipe, I personally like my bananas like firmer. And so I typically get them when they're green, give it a day or two. Plus, like I said, if you happen to store it in the fridge for a day, 
or maybe two days, your bananas are going to continue to get mushy. So, you know, to me, the greener the better, but, you know, to each their own, whatever. So, in a mixer, you're going to mix together all of the cream, the cream cheese, condensed milk. You're also going to add regular milk in there, and then your pudding mix. So, you just beat that together, y'all. And for a while, I didn't have a hand mixer or a KitchenAid, so I just used my arm strength. And you know what? It's a workout, and you're getting a dessert in. So, I don't know. Two for one. Anywho, so you're going to beat all that stuff together. Now, you can use a trifle bowl if you're not sure what that is. It's like, it almost looks like an upside down... Well, not upside down. It looks like a cake stand with, with taller walls, basically. If you don't have this type of bowl, just use glasses. Like, use thick, big glasses for individual portions. Or, I don't know, use any bowl you have. Zero people care. It's going to taste delightful, and it doesn't matter what it's served in. You could even get a cutesy little serving dish, and there you have it. But if you have a trifle dish, by all means, pull that sucker out. So basically, the the easiest part of this is you're going to layer it with vanilla wafers. Then you're going to add a layer of banana slices. It, it doesn't matter how thick you slice them. I typically do, you know, half an inch. I like a bigger bite of banana. If you don't, then slice them very thin. And if you don't have as much as bananas as you need, slice it thin and it goes further. So anywho... Vanilla wafers, layer of banana slices, and then you're going to layer that cream cheese instant pudding deliciousness all up in there. And you're just going to keep layering it until you get to the top, okay? And then you're going to throw on your whipped cream. Um, if you want to garnish it with a couple little banana slices, a little dash of cinnamon, whatever you feel. If not, this is going to be really tasty. And you know what? If you don't feel like layering it or if you don't have a trifle dish and you're just using glasses... Girl, don't worry about it. Just throw the stuff in there. Throw a couple wafers, throw some bananas, do a little dollop of uh, the goodness, and then whatever. It does not matter. It's going to look cute, and it's going to taste delightful, which is all anybody cares about anyway. That banana pudding recipe is by uh, Joanna Gaines, by the way. That's in her cookbook. So the next one we're going to talk about is coffee and cream oatmeal cookies. Can you even? I can't either. I mean, they're amazing. This is from bakeyourday.net. I found it on Pinterest. I, if it's not clear, love coffee. And so when you put coffee and oatmeal in a cookie, I mean, that's my perfect cookie. I don't really like white chocolate, which is what the cream part of this recipe is. But with this recipe, it really works because when you put coffee in something, it's going to be a little bitter almost. Um, it's going to be strong. And so you need something to balance that. So the, the quote cream part of this, which is the white chocolate chips, is so good. So it's a basic cookie, essentially. You need, you know, flour, baking soda, salt, things like that, butter, um, sugar. This one calls for brown sugar, which I think brown sugar makes cookies richer and better. Personally, all the best cookie recipes to me have brown sugar instead of just regular sugar. Um, vanilla extract and then white chocolate chips. And then you're going to use um, ground coffee, not instant coffee. I feel like that's an important distinction. I don't know why, but... They put it in here to make sure it's not instant. So don't you get that instant coffee. Plus ground coffee, you can get flavors if you felt crazy. You know, you get some caramel. I don't know. Um, but regular ground coffee for that. So just like with other cookies, you're going to put all your dry ingredients in one bowl and your wet ingredients in another bowl. This says you need to melt your butter and let your butter cool for 10 minutes. Um, you are using eggs. And so I would, I would imagine you would not want to put eggs in hot butter. I feel like that would cause some scrambled egg situation. And we do not want that in our cookies. 
So mix the dry, mix the wet, and then you're gonna slowly incorporate the wet into the dry or vice versa, it doesn't matter. It does say to chill the whole cookie dough once you've added everything and then you add your white chocolate chips. Um, chill the cookie dough for at least 30 minutes or one hour or up to 24 hours. But you know what, if you don't have time for that, do the best you can, throw it in the freezer for 10 minutes. I don't know, I don't think it's really gonna taste that much different, y'all. I will say sometimes I've made these cookies and they end up being flat. Um, and so be careful with the sizing when you, I tend to like a bigger cookie and I don't realize how big I'm making them until it's too late. So, um, if you don't want your cookies to be super, super flat, almost like a fried pancake, then watch the size and maybe the cooling thing does play into part. I don't know. I usually don't have patience for that. Anywho, so once you chill, you're going to roll that sucker out onto a cookie sheet and then there you have it. You know what? And I've even seen the pioneer woman put the dough in a parchment paper, roll it up into a log, and then put it in the freezer for later if she wanted to save it. I don't know how you could possibly wait and not make these cookies, but you could double the recipe and have some for later. And then you could slice the cookies to make them kind of like just little drop cookies, but in slices, that's an option for you as well. Obviously, you don't have to use white chocolate chips. If you wanted to use dark chocolate chips or regular chocolate chips, that would be fine. If you wanted to take out the oats, whatever you want to do here, it doesn't matter. I do think the combination of white chocolate chips with coffee and the oats is really good. And if you don't like coffee, take out the coffee. Regardless, these cookies are amazing, but I do think the coffee adds a nice touch to it. Okay, I am so excited to announce the winner of our Instagram giveaway. Shelby and I teamed up to give away a hand-lettered print, an awesome handmade necklace, and a Target gift card. So, the winner is... Dana Riles. I think that's how you say your last name. Sorry if I said it wrong. So Dana, direct message me or Shelby to claim your prize. You have 24 hours. And if we don't hear it from you, then we are going to pick another winner. So be sure you do that so we can send your goodies on the way. If you wanted this giveaway and did not win, Shelby actually put the print in her Etsy shop. So it's already cheap, an awesome deal, but she was gracious enough to give me a discount code for my Be Nourished podcast listeners. So you guys, later today, I'm going to post that code so that you can go get this print if you wanted it and didn't get it for a steal, okay? Doesn't get any better than that. So Dana, direct message me. We will do another giveaway soon. And now back to the recipes. Okay, we're going to skip right into um, lunch and dinner things because as mentioned in the last episode... We pretty much do the same things for breakfast over and over. Smoothies, toast, eggs. We do that um, sweet potato sausage hash that I mentioned on the last one. We do sausage balls. I mean, we just don't get that original. On the weekends, obviously, we go ham when we can. Bacon, pancakes, cinnamon rolls, all the things. So we're going to skip breakfast. If you need any of those recipes, go back to the last episode. So I'm going to share with you French dip sandwiches, y'all. They're so good. And let me tell you, it's the time of year where I'm pulling out my crock pot like air day because I love a good crock pot and this is amazing. So again, be sure you check all your recipes for the serving size because I have made the mistake a time or two of forgetting to check the serving size and ending up with just more food than we could possibly eat in a week. So make sure you check the serving sizes. Um, specifically for this recipe from dinnerthendessert.com, this serves 12. So make sure you cut it in half or do whatever you need to do. So you're going to get you a nice little chuck roast, okay? This four, this says four to five pounds, but again, do what you need. Beef broth, Worcestershire sauce. Um, you can use a can of beer in this. If you, again, don't like beer, just use beef broth. No worries. Um, onion, and then you're going to get your hoagie rolls, butter, and then some cheese. 
Um, so basically what they say to do is take your chuck roast and you're going to put it in a large Dutch oven or a large pot. It does not matter or a large pan, um, because they want you to sear every side of it to get a nice crispiness because you will not get that in a slow cooker. So salt and pepper your chuck roast generously, and then you're going to brown on every side. Okay. They say don't move the beef before flipping because, um, you need to get a deep crust on that sucker. So, you know. Do what they say, I guess. Whatever. Then you're going to throw the meat in a slow cooker. They want you to put any juice from the pan you can. If you feel like it's gross, throw it away. Live every dream. Um, and then you're going to add your broth, your Worcestershire sauce, your beer, and your onions. I will say, we added the onions to the crock pot, and it was delightful. But if you've never had a French dip sandwich, the caramelized onions is one of the best parts. And when you put the onions... In the slow cooker, you're not really going to get that. You're going to get very tender onions, but they're not necessarily going to be caramelized. My suggestion would be if you wanted to throw an onion or two in the crock pot with the chuck roast to get the flavor of the onion in the meat, awesome. But if you're wanting a caramelized onion to go in your sandwich, you need to do that in a pan with some butter, low and slow. Okay, that's just my suggestion. Do what you want. So anywho, um, you're going to throw everything in the cooker, cook on low for six hours, and then... Once you once it's done, the meat is not necessarily going to be like pulled pork. It's not going to pull apart like that necessarily. It's going to be very tender, and it might, and parts of it might, but it's probably going to be easier to slice it. Um, so you can slice or pull apart, and then you really do need a hoagie roll to make it a French dip sandwich, which is basically just the long, um, it's almost like a hot dog roll, but better. <laughs> um, so if you don't have that or if you don't care, just use a hamburger bun or, you know what, two pieces of white bread. I don't care. Um, and then provolone cheese. Those things really do make it a French dip sandwich, but if you don't want, if you don't care about that, do whatever you want. And then um, use the liquid from the slow cooker to dip your sandwich in. It is so good, y'all. And it, it's so easy. You basically have to do nothing except if you want to caramelize your onions and then throw a slice of cheese on there. It's so good and it's so easy. So again, that's dinnerthendessert.com and that is the slow cooker French dip sandwiches. Okay, the next recipe comes from my sweet friend Holly. She shared it with me and so I wanna share it with you guys. It is creamy white chicken chili and oh my. She lives in Seattle so I'm sure her winter will come much sooner than mine but I am so looking forward to making this recipe. I have made white chicken chili before. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's essentially chili but using quote white ingredients which is maybe they need to rename that but anyway it's like great northern beans and then you're going to use the chicken instead of the beef and you use cream and things like that instead of broth um, because chili tends to be darker and so um you know what any variation is good to me i'm here for some good chili so you're going to use um this says it serves seven but that all depends on how hearty of a meal you want to make it i like a, a lot of good chili so maybe it serves less depends on who's hungry um, it takes about 40 minutes, so you're going to need a pound of boneless, skinless chicken breasts, and you're going to cube that up. You need an onion, garlic powder, um, you also need some canola oil, two cans of Great Northern beans, and then one can of chicken broth. You're also going to use some green chilies to give it that spice if you want. Um, you're going to use some ground cumin, and then you're also going to use some oregano, and then pepper salt, cayenne pepper, sour cream if you want, and then heavy curry heavy whipping cream as well. I will put this entire um, recipe in the show notes if you can't write all of that down. And I also didn't give you any measurements. So I will write that down. 
But anywho, um, in a saucepan, you're gonna saute all that chicken so it's gonna be cubed. You could also shred it. Sometimes in chili, I prefer the chicken to be shredded versus cubed. That way it feels like I get a more general bite. Um, so if you do wanna shred your chicken, you can always bake or fry your chicken ahead of time with some spices and then shred it up. But if not, throw your cubed chicken into a pan with the onion and the garlic, um, also with some oil, and you're gonna cook your chicken until it's no longer pink. So then you're gonna add in your beans, your broth, your chilies, and your seasoning. So make sure your saucepan is large, or if you wanna use like a big pot, um, whatever you have is, is fine. And then you're gonna bring all that to a boil with all that goodness. You reduce that heat, and then you're just gonna simmer uncovered, y'all, for about 30 minutes. Now, when it comes to chilies and soups, the longer it simmers, the better it's gonna taste, and that's why a lot of times overnight, when you put it in the fridge and everything, the next day it tastes even better. That is an awesome thing. Even more reason to love crockpots and the winter time because all the food you make in the time, it just gets better. You know what I mean? So let it simmer, remove from the heat, and then that's when you're going to stir in your sour cream if you want it, as well as the heavy whipping cream. Um, if you're doing like paleo or anything like that, you can always substitute coconut milk. I've used coconut milk for a lot of things like this. It's, it's not going to be the same, y'all, but if you're trying to watch your um, like dairy or fat intake or anything like that, you can always sub coconut milk or anything um, in any of this. Most of this is pretty clean, but if you wanted to sub it, you totally could. That sounds amazing, Holly. Thank you so much for sharing. And that is called the Creamy White Chicken Chili. And again, I will share that full recipe in the show notes. Okay, another recipe I'm loving is slow cooker pineapple pulled pork tacos. I mentioned in my stories um, earlier this week, which when this releases will be two weeks ago, that I was making these, it's a brand new recipe, and if it turned out good, I was going to share it, and boy did it. I will say that I tend to like saucy, spicy, flavorful things. I always tell people that come over to my house that I try not to salt things before they come because I love salt. I love a lot of flavor. So these could have used more flavor to me, but all that means is just add some hot sauce, add some extra of the ingredients, and then that might help flavorful it. <laughs> more than it was. But it was really, really good. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, this is from evolvingtable.com. Slow cooker pineapple pulled pork tacos. Really easy. I'm into the slow cooker thing. I mean, I just am for life. And so this one, um, again, don't forget to look at the how many people this serves. But all you need for this is pork tenderloin, a can of pineapple chunks. I actually used um, crushed pineapple because I don't love pineapple. But I like the flavor of pineapple. I, don't, I just don't like, I don't know, eating it. So I went for crushed pineapple over pineapple chunks, um, but you can do whatever you want. You need soy sauce, apricot preserves, and then garlic and pepper. And then for the sauce, you make your own barbecue sauce. You could also totally just buy your own. If you choose to buy your own, I would encourage to get it a little bit more tomato-y barbecue sauce. I think a smoky hickory barbecue sauce would not be fitting for this recipe just because it is a little bit more on the sweet side. So I would encourage if you're going to just buy one to get more of a tomato-based one. Um, so this one, if you want to make your own, calls for ketchup, and then you're going to use a little bit of the pineapple chunks or crushed pineapple that you used for the slow cooker, more of those apricot preserves, and then you're going to use some brown sugar, white wine vinegar, and lime juice. The extras on this recipe are, um, of course, tortillas. You could also do nachos, cilantro, goat cheese, and green onions. Let me make a note that the goat cheese, to me, really makes this recipe. I love cheese of all kind, basically. Um, but the sweetness and a little bit of the tanginess of the goat cheese to me pulls this whole sucker together. My husband didn't love the goat cheese as much. And so, you know, put it on there or don't put it on there. Just do a little, I like slathered it on. I love goat cheese. So 
Anywho, so you're gonna put your pork tenderloin in the crock pot, and then in a separate bowl, you're gonna combine all of the liquid stuff. So the pineapple juice, soy sauce, apricot preserves, garlic pepper, stuff like that. Again, I could have used a little bit more kick, so this is where I might put some hot sauce, I might up the garlic powder, I don't know. Just do what you will. You might wanna do it as the recipe calls at first, because it is flavorful, but I just felt like I needed a little more. So anywho, pour that over the pork tenderloin, um, and then you're gonna add some pineapple chunks or the crushed pineapple, and then cook it on low for six to eight hours. It says during the last 30 minutes to shred it, um, do what you want. I didn't do that, but whatever. It was easily shreddable at the end. And basically I think it's just to make it like sit in the juices a little more. So it's all good. For the barbecue sauce ingredients, the ketchup and the apricot and all of that, you're gonna combine all that stuff in a food processor, puree it up. If you like it hot, it says you can heat it up in a small saucepan. I just did it at room temp. I heated it up while it was cooking in the crock pot and I just left it on a mason jar on the counter. And it's fine. And then you're gonna serve it in your corn tortillas Throw that sauce on there, throw that goat cheese, green onions, cilantro, whatever else. You could add certainly add other things to this. Since it is a fruity, sweeter taco, um, you know, you could do like mango salsa or something like that. I would not, I mean, you could do both peppers and onions with this, but it, it would change the flavor a little. My dog is playing with her collar, if you can hear that. Um, so anywho, I, you know, for the sweeter fruitier tacos, watch out for the savory additions. We obviously did guacamole, but we always do. So that's how we feel about that. Okay, so those are the recipes for this week. I hope you guys love those. I We have really loved those recently and I'm excited for more to come. So now, some of the things I'm loving, I am loving um, ginger ale. I always mix this together, ginger ale lemonade. I always call it gingerade, which is really what it is. I, you know what, my husband loves ginger ale, which I think is so funny and quirky because normally that's not someone's favorite soft drink, but he loves ginger ale. So Canada Dry came out with this ginger ale mixed with lemonade, which may not sound all that great at first, but it is so good. It does have a lot of sugar, so watch that. But I'm loving it, y'all. It is like a little treat. It's just a little treat for me in the middle of the day. So get you some gingerade. Really, it's ginger ale mixed with lemonade. I am also loving that the fall is coming upon us. Have I already decorated my house for fall? Yeah, yeah, I have. Even though it's still 90 degrees outside, inside it's fall, y'all. And I have all the candles. I'm telling you, I love the fall. I love that the seasons are changing. I'm really excited for the weather to catch up. But in the South, we understand it takes a little bit for that. So those are the things that I'm loving recently. Okay, guys, that's it for this week. Hope you're having an awesome week so far. Let me know if you um, try any of these recipes. Tag me on Instagram at Be Nourished Podcast or, you know, subscribe, rate, all the things. Um, the more you do that, the more the word gets out. And it also helps me know where you guys are at with stuff. If you ever have any recipes you want to hear me talk about or you want to share with me, please do so. I would love to do that. We release one of these every month. Um, and I, you know, we'll, sh we'll shake it up. I'll talk about different stuff every time. But anyway, if you have anything you want like that for me to talk about, please let me know. Stay tuned for next week. We have an awesome episode releasing next Tuesday. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week.